Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. We have to be paying attention. That's why I said actively seeking. If you're seeking, actively seeking after God's guidance and his direction and his instruction, he promises he will give it to you. Now, when I say actively seeking, I'm not talking about you got to go sit by yourself in the dark, you know, and meditate or whatever, you know, may have come to your mind. What I'm saying is you, you simply talk to him. You tell God, I need your guidance. If you've ever felt lost or stuck and then found yourself in prayer, then you will love today's message from Pastor Robert. He says that you will receive God's guidance when you seek it. Prayer is the key to this and provides us with the easiest possible way to seek God's guidance. But you must act. You must pray. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address podcast subscription information and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 21 as he continues his message, Best Laid Plans. Planning is a necessity. But you see, just as planning is a necessity, so is flexibility. And this is, a lot of times we go from one extreme to another extreme. We look at extremes, but no. Make your plans, but your plans need to be submitted. Your plans need to be held open-handedly before God. They need to be done with his involvement, certainly, you know, prayerfully crafted plans. But even then, even then, hold them loosely Hold them loosely because, you see, our human planning is always going to be limited by our inability to see the future. The little mouse had no way of foreseeing that it was time to plow the field. There are things that happen in life that you and I, we can't foresee it. There's no way that we could possibly have planned for it. And sometimes God will give us a heads up and redirect us because of something like that. Sometimes he deliberately does not, as apparently he didn't with those Jewish elders, the church elders in Jerusalem. But you see, God, he's not limited the way we're limited. So often he redirects. And those who actively pursue his involvement and guidance in their lives, he promises He promises that he'll take care of us, that he'll lead us, and that he'll teach us. And In fact, in Psalm 32, verse 8, he gives us that kind of promise. He says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Isn't that a beautiful promise? God says, I will do this. I will instruct you. I will teach you in the way 
that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. I love that. But how are you going to be guided by somebody's eye? How can you be instructed? How can you be guided by the eye unless you're looking into the eye? You with me? You have to be paying attention. We have to be paying attention. That's why I said actively seeking. If you're seeking, actively seeking after God's guidance and his direction and his instruction, he promises he will give it to you. Now, when I say actively seeking, I'm not talking about you got to go sit by yourself in the dark, you know, and meditate or whatever, you know, may have come to your mind. What I'm saying is you, you simply talk to him. You tell God, I need your guidance. Father, I can't do this unless you lead me. I, I acknowledge it. I can't see the future like you can. Not only that, but I'm, I don't even have the kind of discernment to really be able to navigate the nuances of my circumstances. You and I don't have the divine capacity. We don't have the capacity that God has to see every little facet, every little nuance. But he tells us, I will do that for you. But then he couples it with a bit of a warning there in verse 9. He gives this little warning. He says, do not be like the horse or, or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they won't come near you. Do you understand the context there? He's inviting you to come close, come so close, be so attentive, be so engaged, be so actively pursuing him and his involvement that you see the subtleties of his eye. He's like, don't be like a horse that, they, you know, they, they're constantly shying away. You got to put a rope around their neck and or they're not going to let you get close. You have to put a, a bit in their mouth, a bridle, you know, so when they are misbehaving, being a little bit obstinate or foolish, you turn them around in circles until they make up their mind that they're going to go where you want them to go. What's he saying? What, listen, listen carefully. He's saying, I love you. I will teach you. I will guide you. If you want to be guided, I will. Even if it requires that I throw the proverbial rope around your neck, put a bit in your mouth and a bridle, harness you and jerk your head around to get your attention. Don't make me do it that way. Just come close. Look me in the eye. Pay attention. Walk closely with me so that I can lead you. Make your plans with your spiritual eyes and ears open to his gentle whisper, with your heart in a posture of submission to the Holy Spirit and whatever course correction he may want to give. James and the elders of the Jerusalem church, they came up with a solid plan. I'm sure they prayed and prayed, and God, we know this guy's coming here. It's going to cause problems because the rumors are spreading all over the world, you know, that he's telling Jewish men not to be circumcised, not to circumcise their children, and we know that's not his heart. How do we help him? How do we? I'm sure their plan was bathed in prayer. And you know what? It wasn't a bad plan. In fact, God used their plan. God used their plan to fulfill his purpose in and through Paul's life, but not at all in the way 
that they had envisioned. My son reminded me that when Paul wrote to the Philippians, he told them, he's like, listen, this was actually a good thing that I got arrested and and ended up in prison in Rome. It's proven to be a good thing of God's best for me. Paul saw it later. He's about to fulfill a dream that he's held on to since the very first day he got saved. In Romans chapter 9, beginning at verse 1, he said, I tell the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen according to the flesh, who were Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God. He said, this is all theirs, but they don't, they don't get it. And I would be willing to go to hell if it meant they could be saved. And then in Romans 10, he continued in the same train of thought. In Romans 10:1, he said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. He desperately wanted the opportunity to, to share his, his story, share his testimony, and present the gospel to the people of Israel, to the leaders, to the, the ruling council of the Jews there in Jerusalem, because he had been one of them. Paul had been a Pharisee. It's believed that he was probably on the Sanhedrin because of a statement that's made that he was giving approval to the stoning of Stephen. And he was present holding the cloaks of those who were doing the stoning when Stephen was executed. The high priest himself had given Paul letters authorizing him to go and find these heretics these Christians, and persecute them, arrest them, and bring them back. So Paul really believed that with my background, with, I mean, they know me. They know who I am. They know what I was doing before. They, they know something radical happened in my life. They'll listen to me. They'll repent if they can just hear my testimony, if I can just present the gospel to them. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the Book of Acts, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today. Anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study. Or join us online as we live stream. 
you'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time, right here on Main Thing Radio.